Yo, what is good, everyone? Welcome to the newest episode of the Footprints Podcast. Today, we'll be tuning in with Arnold Setiati, an Indonesian-American college YouTuber who is also a proud member of Yale's class of 2022. As his YouTube channel continues to inspire numerous college students and hopeful college applicants from all around the world, Arnold is a content creator who I believe has successfully utilized his platform to positively impact thousands upon thousands of today's youth. That, to me, speaks bold characteristics of a Gen Z hero. So, without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode of the Footprints Podcast. This is the Footprints Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Footprints Podcast, where we will explore the footprints of today's heroes and tomorrow's leaders. Arnold Setiadi, welcome to the show. So excited to have you on here today. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, just had a morning ritual of, you know, working out, showering before this, because, you know, I wanted to be ready for such an awesome podcast for such an awesome opportunity. So, yeah. Absolutely. More than honored to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much for being so willing. So what have you been up to these days? Yeah. So, you know, I've honestly just been trying to relax and try to be in the present moment as much as I can, man, to be honest, Uh, especially trying my best to connect with like my family and friends. That's truly one of the most important things to me. You know, trying to find a balance between like uh, relaxing and also knowing that it's fine if I'm not as productive as I usually am. But I also want to make steady progress day by day, no matter how little, whether it's for my health, career, or, you know, things that just uh, sort of just like make me happy. Uh, for example, you know, Chinese is a language that I've always wanted to become fluent in. And I think it's a great right. language to learn nowadays. Yeah, yeah, uh, especially among, you know, other reasons. Um, and I initially planned to attend uh, the Harvard Beijing Academy this summer on a fellowship. But, you know, because of the situation right now with travel restrictions, uh, I'm currently taking an online intensive Chinese language program with Middle Bear Language Schools. Um so yeah, to be honest, that's been taking up a lot of my time, but I'm still instilling a lot of daily habits like, you know, weightlifting, singing, I'm trying to at least, uh, reading books, uh, learning more about finances to help my family and myself out in the future. And like I said, just hanging out with family and friends whenever I can. Uh, but another important thing that I've been doing is making YouTube videos for my YouTube channel. That's it. And <laughs> yeah, that, that that's so cool. I mean, you've, yeah so many different interests and so many different Mm -hmm. things going on for you in life and especially yeah um in this pandemic i don't know how you can get more productive than that that is so cool (laughs) so yeah um uh what our audience wants to know here maybe is basically um you are a youtube content creator yeah and um yeah and as as far as i know you create a lot of college related content um, in YouTube. So talk a little bit of uh, your background of why did you start your YouTube channel and what content your YouTube channel basically caters to? Yeah, of course. Um, well, why in terms of why I started my YouTube channel, I guess um, uh, the, bare, the, like, the bare bone reason is that I just think it's very fun. You know, uh, happiness is just a priority for me. I think it's very fun. And I'm, it might sound selfish, but if something isn't like really making me happy or if I feel like it's 
very forced and I don't have to do it, let's say, to reach a more long-term version of my happiness or goal, then I try my best not to waste my efforts on it. But at the same time, something I hold dear to my heart is being able to help people in some capacity, whatever capacity it may be, whether it's through entertainment Mm -hmm. or giving insight into the process of getting into college or even what it's like or what Yale is like. And that really means a lot to me. So, yeah, like you said, I think you got it spot on. Um, My content as of right now focuses on a lot of college content. Um, And I guess there are two kind of specific audiences. One audience is for middle school students or even or, or high school students but some middle school students are like very crazy about the college process as well uh, more power to them mm-hmm. um, but like students who are applying to college um, to help them provide to help provide more insight to them so that they can like understand that this process might seem daunting but you know if you just play your cards right if you take it step by step little by little day by day uh, you'll be fine and also um, college students or anybody who just likes to enjoy wacky silly content sometimes that can be informative and hopefully at the end of the day, I just want to provide value and leave a smile on your face and just to try to inspire as best as I can. Wow, for real, that was so inspiring, you know, <laughs> wholesome. I mean, uh, honestly, like for me, um, I am currently, yeah, I just graduated from high school and um, during like my college search process, my college application process as a high school senior, I also came across some of um, Arnold's videos and then uh yeah finding out that he he's also an Indonesian wow there you go my fellow Indonesians (laughs) it's it's awesome that you've lived in America all these years but you still remember Indonesian too yeah 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 Yeah, but um yeah so just to digress from that a little bit yeah so your parents are Indonesian and yeah Oh, okay, but you've lived in the U.S. all your life, is that right? Oh, yeah, so um, uh, just to clarify a little bit, uh, so my parents are both Indonesian, my dad is Chinese-Indonesian. Um, I've lived in right. America for most of my life for the most part, but f- when I was nine years old until around 12, I lived in uh, Indonesia for around two to three years. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Besides that, I've just been in one, uh, one city, yeah. Mm, it's it's good to see you still being able to speak Bahasa Indonesia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, how long have you been creating videos in your YouTube channel? Hmm. So in terms of how long I've been um, making my YouTube channel for, uh, I made YouTube videos as early as a nine-year-old. Uh, it was like wow. right before I left for Indonesia and also right when I was in Indonesia. Um, but those videos were just like, you know, like, you know, little kid, uh, uh, whether it's like playing games or like Minecraft or Pokemon, um, or like, you know, silly skits. Um, I always just like creating stuff and making stuff. I thought that, uh, making videos, like writing a script for a video, acting in the video, recording it, then editing it, then posting it. It was just such a beautiful craft. And I thought that, um, it was a very great way for me to like, um, express myself as a younger kid and also to like connect with others, um, so yeah, I started around then and I was like on and off for many, many years. But then the summer before I started my first year at Yale is when I decided to rebrand and start it, uh, start my YouTube channel again because of the timing. Um, I was just about to start college. Uh, I can sort of document my journey in college. I just finished high school. The timing just felt right for me. And I think that although it's good to sort of like strategize and time out when you should make your YouTube channel or whenever you want to pursue an endeavor or start something. 
Um, sometimes mm-hmm. you just kind of got to go for it and see how it goes, you know, because a lot of people sort of spend a lot of time, way too many time, like way too much time, like weeks, months, years of just thinking about something and trying to make it perfect. Um, but I think there's so much power and value in just starting it and seeing how it goes from there. Right. So to everyone who's, um, who's just like on the verge of uploading that first video to YouTube or, uh, whatever platform, um, your advice is just go for it. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So uh, I actually um, did a bit of research first before uh, I started uh, before this interview. And yeah, I think uh, your YouTube channel has right, almost 2000 subscribers. Yeah. And obviously, I think um, that YouTube family has become such like a like a community, I think, yeah, um, which is quite interesting. And I think one question that I have is, um, what impact has uh, your YouTube channel made to yourself? Because like um, after these uh, thousands of views and uh, almost 2,000 subscribers, definitely there's something that uh, there's definitely like this moment of self-reflection that happens, right? So yeah, yeah. How do you see yourself? Yeah. So um, so this YouTube channel for sure. I think I guess in terms of self-reflection. Um, after all of these years, but I think, I guess I want to start focusing more on, uh, the recent, cause I've been, uh, con- uh, uploading consistently pretty recently, actually for, uh, the past few months. And I think that one important thing is something that I mentioned before is that I just think it's super fun. I think I gain a lot of utility and happiness and joy out of this whole entire process. Um, just like how I was when I was a little kid as a nine year old, I genuinely enjoy doing research for a video writing the script for the video, performing in the video, recording the video, editing the video afterwards, and then posting it online and providing value for other people. Um, I think that this whole entire process also definitely helps me in terms of providing the self-discipline so that I'm consistent in the process, so that not only do I make things that make me happy, which is a huge priority, but I make things that can actually provide value and insight for other people, whether it's educational or through entertainment. Um, there are definitely many, many facets through this, but I think that YouTube is something that I want to stick for the long term, definitely. Wow. There were so many, there was so much gold we can pick from like, uh, from your answer there. And yeah, thank you so much. And speaking of like the values that you hold on dearly that you mentioned, um, hard work, consistency, yeah. and then also just uh, wanting to put a smile on people's face when they mm-hmm. uh, look at your videos. Um, th- with these values, um, why do you think they are essential, um, not just in YouTube, but maybe also other parts of your life? Like, why do you hold on to those values? Yeah, got you. So, um, along with those other values, um, well, when I say this, I'm obviously not trying to impose my beliefs on anyone, but, uh, I'm a Christian and a lot of those ideals help guide my YouTube channel. Um, I think that it most definitely gives me purpose because one of those values is sort of like selflessness and helping others out in whatever capacity I can. Um, Another one is just having faith and just believing in yourself and in this YouTube channel and knowing that there's a reason why I wake up every day. There's a reason why I'm able to do this, you know. um, I'm just more grateful because not only does it affect my YouTube channel because I'm able to just be more grateful for things and to start off my day on the right note, to do something that can help somebody else out in their day, whether it's just a smile or something or um, one fact or one piece of knowledge that they now know that they can take away with. But it also allows me to be more present in the moment, um, to al- to enjoy everything else in life, um, and to definitely not take things for granted. Um, and also, I just want to be myself. 
Uh, for example, on YouTube, people tend to say you need to upload consistently to be successful. Um, and that has some truth. But at the same time, there are going to be times where, well, there were times where I would focus more on the number. Um, for example, the quantity of getting two uploads a week, regardless of what the videos are like, rather than the uh, quality of the videos. And I think it's important to love what you do, and that's a value that I hold dearly. But if I don't genuinely support what I say in a video, even if I do have to get a video uploaded that week, I try my best not to force myself to post the video just for the sake of posting it. That's it right there. I totally agree with you. And especially in this world where um, so many people are struggling with identity and whatnot, it's really good to always be reminded to be yourself. And yeah, yeah, to if you're if you if you don't feel true to yourself, it just it just doesn't seem right. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, seem that, right. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, seeing um, YouTubers like um, yeah from Indonesia or from all around the world, it's not always something that's smooth sailing, right? There are always yeah. challenges also that come with YouTube. So yeah, um, what are the challenges that you face in your YouTube tenure and um, how do you <laughs> usually respond to these challenges? Yeah, got you. Um, so in terms of challenges, so the main challenge was my family and friends roasting me about being a YouTuber. Really? Um, but nah. but uh, I think in terms of challenges, it really boiled down to two main things. I think that um, first, uh, being busy was an obvious but kind of overlooked factor of having a YouTube channel. Especially when mm -hmm. I entered college, it was pretty difficult making videos while also trying to balance that transition into such a different part of your life. But at the same time, even though you're busy, I think that at the end of the day, human beings, um, we try our best to find a lot of excuses to um, do something. Like we always tend to procrastinate and find whatever excuse we can to just push something off um, to do it. Oh, I'll just do it tomorrow or next week or next month. And the next month becomes several months and then several years. Um, that kind of happened my first year at Yale, not gonna lie, like throwing shade at myself. Um, <laughs> but I think that um, if you really do want it, I think that at the end of the day, you have 24 hours in the day, you might be very, very busy. But even if it's just like one minute, two minute, five minutes or 30 minutes or however short amount of time in the day, I think that you will be able to find time to um, do it and to uh, sort of make progress in whatever endeavor you choose, whether it's a YouTube channel or anything else. And um, I think the second part, the second challenge that is sort of influenced by the first one is the idea of consistency. Um, because like I said before, there are days where you want to upload and there are days where you really just want to just lay back, you know, turn on Netflix, chill around, you know, eat, order takeout, all that stuff. But I think that right. I try my best to make a specific schedule to stay committed to this. Um, but yeah, I think those two factors were definitely a challenge because even though they're like very simple, like, I guess textbook rules were like, oh, you have to um, have good time management and you have to be consistent. Um, when real li uh, life sometimes hit you hard, <laughs> hits you hard, I think real life um, continues to happen. Um, and I think that if you're able to sort of find ways to find time for it and to find a commitment, find a consistency for this, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the sky's the limit. And I think that you'll be able to pursue whatever you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I really agree that consistency is a really important factor, especially as a YouTuber in college and not just any college, Yale University, one of the, <laughs> yeah, one of the more 
most prestigious colleges no, in the world. Great. So we're not that great. Thank you, though. Thank you. <laughs> Yale is obviously a great college. But anyway, speaking of school, um, my audience wants to know, and yeah, I also really want to know, like the experience, the the whole experience of you applying to Yale. Maybe just very briefly, um, the yeah. waiting game before your decisions, and yeah, it's like your experience so far at Yale, maybe. Yeah, I'd love to share that. Um, so for the most part, uh, Yale has always, well, in high school, Yale was always my top choice, but I didn't really start to actively work towards getting into Yale until around the end of my sophomore year in high school. Um, and that was like right midway. And then, um, I think during that time, you know, I searched up on Google, like college confidential, Reddit, YouTube, how to get to top colleges, how to get into Ivy League. So I've been through that process before, like all y'all, um, and <laughs> Um, I was reading through everything, and one crucial factor, I guess, that um, s- kind of stays with me until this day during the process was the idea of um, you are more than just a number, right? Like, it's, it's, I guess it's pretty cliche advice now, but during the time, I genuinely thought that getting into a top college strictly relied on your SAT scores, your AP scores, your GPA, all of that. So mm-hmm. during my first year and second year, um, I didn't really sort. I didn't really focus on extracurriculars as much. Um, I really just focused on making sure I was taking AP classes, magnet classes, getting straight A's, um, doing well on my PSATs and all that. So it was definitely a wake up call. My soft, the end of my sophomore year when I was like, "Holy crap!" Like if I want to get into Yale, like they actually want to admit like human beings. They want people with actual interests and passions. I'm like, "Oh crap!" I got to sort of like um, rethink my strategy. But then after that, the process became a lot more natural. In the sense that I realized that even though I haven't been explicitly preparing to get into Yale my first year and my second year, um, mm-hmm. during my freshman and sophomore year, I did do things that I was interested in, such as um, you know a student government, um, doing sports that I was um, like doing sports like soccer and tennis that actually gave me joy. Um, and also like newspaper, like the newspaper club, like these little things. Um, I was able yep. to further develop in my 11th and 12th grade. For example, um, in ninth grade, I was just um, part of the student council. But then in 11th grade, I was, a- I was able to get elected as the president for the student council. And there was just sort of like a more natural progression towards it when I was doing more research about this. Like, um, if you want to truly get into Yale or your top college, you need to have the grades. You need to have the extracurriculars. But most importantly, you just have to be as authentic as you can. You just have to – you really have to um, – create a narrative and portray that story and make it easy for admissions officers to choose you and to pick you and, you know, give them a reason why you belong to that campus. And I think that Yale was definitely my top choice because, well, it was close. I live in Connecticut. Um, I think it would be convenient for me to go back home whenever I could. Um, but fun fact, I right. never actually went back home, uh, even though I should probably take wow. um, that because you know they're like international students who like really can't even go back home so uh that's definitely something that um i think that it's healthy to be in like your yale bubble like in your college bubble because college changes you in very good ways i think um especially aren't you going to northwestern well hopefully hopefully i'm not going to jinx anything yeah i'm actually uh going to be online for fall but oh, yeah gotcha okay i'll be but going yeah, sure. eventually yeah yeah and once you do and i think even in fall as well it definitely changes your perspective and being able to like socialize with other people and becoming more independent and thinking diff- in different ways and also just learning a lot of more useful life skills. Um, but I think definitely for those of you who want to start college, I think it's really great to just like get involved still. I think that just because you've gone to a good college um, 
I think that there's still more. And a lot of people make that mistake of thinking, oh, just because I got into like Yale or Northwestern or a college or a good, very good college, um, then that is it. But I think that you have to continue to work hard, but also to enjoy your experiences there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my story for the most part. Awesome. That That is so cool. And th- that was really complete. Um, yeah, <laughs> we really learned uh, Yeah, a lot about um, your journey um, of how you decided to, um, you know, form your application. Definitely because um, if you guys don't already know, the U.S. applications, they want you to um, create some, uh, they want, they don't just want to see numbers, as Arnold said. Um, they really want to know the story behind those numbers. They really want to know you yeah. as a person. So definitely, I think um, that is a very inspiring story. And um, yeah, maybe, uh, what advice can you give for, uh, young students mm-hmm. who, yeah, who want to get into their dream college or dream job or dream high school? And also, um, if they don't get it, um, is it the end of the world or how can we react if we get rejected by yeah, Yale or our dream college? So yeah, maybe yeah, you can say something sure. about that. Of course, I'd love to. Um, so one like major piece of advice for sure is that if you want to get into like your dream college or high school job or whatever endeavor it is, I think that if you can, um, start the process as early as possible. Um, because a lot of people tend to like procrastinate and be like, oh, you know, I don't have to start working for colleges yet. I'm not a senior yet. Oh, but if you wait until you're a senior to apply for college, eh, it might <laughs> you might not have the best results. Um, I think that preparation is very, very important. Preparation is number one. Because even so if true. you start the process early even if it's just like literally like just like five minutes of of browsing how to get into your top college your freshman year like that one day that could have significant impact and long-term gains over the long run if you do it let's say every day or every week and there's so much power in increasing your knowledge and increasing your ability even by just like one percent or point one percent every single day so i think that starting the process early is going to be very very crucial for you in the long term because you're going to be aware for like any deadlines you have or maybe any extracurriculars that you want to continue to develop any classes you want to take and also just um any interests that you might um discover which leads to the second thing that i want to say is um the second thing is that you want to do what you love to do and this might be very intimidating at first because you're like, oh, gosh, I'm just a teenager. Like, I don't know what I want to do. Uh, don't worry. I don't know what I want to do exactly yet either. Um, but during that time, I think it's crucial that you just involve yourself in as many things as possible, even though this might sound like very um, – this advice might sound contrary to what I'm saying in terms of, like, doing things what you enjoy. I think that you won't right. be able to know what you enjoy unless you – get your hands dirty in them. You know what I mean? Like you just like sort of just put yourself out there and see, okay, maybe I enjoy, you know, mock trial club. Maybe I enjoy this. Maybe I enjoy that. Um, Mm -hmm. And after that, then you can start to shave off things that you think aren't providing much happiness for you. You know, maybe like this specific club is just wasting your time or it's not really providing any value in any capacity. So you can sort of take that out. And the benefit of doing that is that if you do that early, um, if you're doing that your freshman year, now you have your sophomore year, junior year, and senior year to develop the things that actually mean the most to you. And that That's also right. means that you can sort of uh, find things. Uh, you can maybe even create a club after that. Maybe after your fir- first year where you're like, oh, none of these things actually provide value to me. But I was interested in computer science. But even though we don't have a computer science club, maybe I can start to make one for the sophomore, junior, and senior year. And that way you're able to develop things in a much more natural 
a way that actually means something to you. So yeah, I definitely want to say that whether it's through high school or a job or dream college, uh, you definitely have to take your time. You can't rush things. Try different hobbies, different interests. Be prepared. Start early. Be involved. I think that it's most definitely a trial and error. Um, and in terms of even if you, let's say you put in all of the hard work, you know, every single day, you know, you work hard, you try mm-hmm. to position yourself, you think that you do everything right, but you don't get that dream goal that you want. Um, I think that this is definitely a hard, this is definitely a hard thing to face and that it's good to be vulnerable at that moment because you have to realize that um, you can't um, sort of ignore your feelings. I think that to an extent at that moment, it's able, to, you're, you deserve to, and you should be allowed to um, be vulnerable and enjoy that and not enjoy, I mean, eventually enjoy, but at the moment it's good to yeah. have that sort of catharsis and to realize that afterwards you have a long life ahead of you. You have many, many months mm-hmm. and years and decades to, you know, make something for yourself and to achieve that goal. Because at the end of the day, all of our lives are different. We all have a different progression to reach our ultimate goal. Maybe you True. might struggle from uh, when you're 10 years old to 20 years old. But hey, maybe once you're 21 years old, you reach that golden spot. Or maybe, you know, everyone's progression is different. You just have to know that at the end of the day, if I'm just nice to other people, if I just believe in myself, if I'm just consistent and have the right habits to implement, and if I just believe, then I think that anything is possible. You just have to be patient because those who aren't patient, I'm sorry, you don't, you're not going to get anything in life if you're not patient. Uh, you got to make sure that you're, you have that long-term persistency and that grit yep. to survive and to also ultimately achieve your goals because I do think that at the end of the day, if you stick to these core beliefs, you can, you can achieve anything, honestly. Uh, that was so good um and the values that you uh put out as you yeah as you gave that advice wow um being vulnerable not being afraid to be vulnerable um yeah and then just um being involved um working hard and then consistency all these values um yeah no wonder you got into yale yeah no absolutely you're a very inspirational person and yeah, um, obviously you're now in Yale, and um, you're looking forward to a junior year or senior year of um, uh, junior junior year, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, as you progress in life, um, uh, be it like in your YouTube channel, or be it just as a person, um, as a person uh, later on, maybe venturing into um, life after college and work. Um, is there a certain image or purpose that you want? yourself to be remembered as mm, yeah um so in terms of youtube well there's sort of the more obvious goal of like helping high school students realize their potential and their ability to apply to whatever their dream college is or whatever short-term or long-term goals that goals that they have uh, i want to be that resource for them especially because there are people who can't afford or don't have resources available to them so i really want to be able to help people out in that capacity um and i want them to remember me as like that person who was able to help them out during such a tough time but a deeper goal of mine i guess um for my youtube channel and for in general i guess my whole entire life is i want people like I said earlier, to remember me with a smile on their face. I want to have that really good impression um, because I want people to feel entertained and happy because at the end of the day, I think that life is very short and that's really all that matters at the end. Um, good vibes is all I want to spread. 
um, whether it's through more formal and educational content or just silly, stupid videos of me trying to make my way through the world. And, you know, why not both of those? Um, but yeah, I think I want people to gain value and maybe have a chuckle or two while they're at it because, you know, like I said, um, what's really important is that you are happy and that you can enjoy these moments while you can because, you know, hey, life moves a lot quicker than you think, but, you know, you got to enjoy it while you can. Be grateful for what you have and just know that this is going to be, this is something that is very, very beautiful that you're going to continue to develop and that you are going to continue to thrive in the future. And I believe that I want to be that person there to help support you and to help you realize that. Right, right. That is so amazing. And if you guys meet a challenge or if you guys get rejected by your dream college or whatever difficulty you're facing, just remember that's not the end of the road. Um, exactly. There's always, there always a light at the end of the tunnel, um, as cliche yes. as it sounds. And It's true, it's yeah. true. Just, just enjoy life and yeah, yeah exactly. be a blessing to other people. Um, so yeah, I think we're about uh, we're about to run out of time. So I just have a few more questions just to end this. So, um, firstly, because this podcast is all about um, the young generation and Generation Z and how Gen Z, um, how there are so many Gen Z heroes uh, like Arnold who <laughs> really have. Um, yeah, really have uh, positively impacted whatever platform that um, they're entrusted to. So what do you think is unique about the content creators of this young generation? Yeah, so I think that one thing that we have nowadays is the accessibility. I think that's very, very important. Um, you know, making YouTube videos especially or whatever, like, well, for example, for making YouTube videos, it's not seen as something like... Um, you know, for example, back then, if you if someone were to ask you to make a YouTube video, you'd be like, oh, I'm not considered a YouTuber. That's not really my thing. But nowadays, anybody can literally just do it. It's not seen as a stigma anymore. And not that you should care about what other people think anyways in that capacity. But I think that nowadays, um, we just have more experience and we have more resources. And we can learn from a lot of previous YouTubers and people who have made mistakes and you know what works and what doesn't. And I guess we just have sort of a better feel and intuition for um, nowadays in terms of the rise of social media and technology. And at the end of the day, if you want to do it, if you want to make a YouTube video or do anything remotely related to technology, because that's a huge factor that influences our relationships today and um, our interactions today, if you want to do it, you know, we can just do it. You know, we all for the most part have some type of smartphone or camera or something lying around the house. Um, and I think what's something very, very unique is that we have that accessibility and that we have that experience from other people where we can learn from other people um, and we can just do it. Um, and anybody, regardless of, you know, how rich you are or how poor you are or, well, whatever socioeconomic status you're from or who you are, I think that you're able to do this and that you can do it if you want to. Um, it all starts with um, one small movement. Absolutely. Just that urge and motivation to actually... Um, to actually go do it and yeah um, you can definitely um, no matter who you are you can definitely um, bring out an impact um, big or small in whatever platform uh, yes. you want to put your content in and yeah thank you so much Arnold um, for being uh, for giving us so much great advice throughout this episode um, I would just like to close uh, with a little bit of a challenge so Oh, uh -oh. Arnold, are you ready? Time. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm more ready than ever. Yeah. All right, then. I'll roll it. So, um, Arnold, 
what would you tell your younger self um, who was still nervous whether he could get into Yale? So uh, maybe this high school senior Arnold who, yeah, who's definitely (laughs) in a very nervous spot. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you so much for this challenge. Uh, I will bravely accept it. Um, I think Mm -hmm. that in my senior year, one, okay, I'm going to try to reframe my mindset. So in my senior year, even though I was sort of prepared, I was definitely very, very nervous and anxious. Every day, even after I submitted my common application, I would check my application and be like, okay, so I wrote this one correctly. Hopefully they can interpret this part correctly. Okay, can they see that, you know, I um, strived during the context of my environment? Can they see these aspects? I think that I would tell myself, honestly, now at this point that, dude, take a chill pill, relax. At the end of the day, you, you worked hard. You... Um, you worked hard, you put in a lot of work, a lot of research, a lot of time and dedication through these extracurriculars and essays and forming relationships with others and just trying to enjoy high school. Once you click the submit button, it's out of your hands. And there's no reason for you to be nervous anymore because it's out of your control now. You did everything that you can and now you have to relax. And one other thing that I would tell myself is that just because I, if I do get into Yale or if I don't get into Yale, no matter the outcome, the only thing that is going to determine my future is myself. And my actions. Because there was also this sort of idea that I had that if I did get into Yale, which I was like, okay, please, God, please help me get into Yale. That once I get into Yale, that's it. I'm cruising. You know, life is going to be easy, easy, breezy. You know, I'm living my life. But in reality, that's not the case. Because whether you're at Yale or whatever college you end up going to, the only person who can dictate your future and your success and your ability to thrive and your ability to um, continue to provide value for yourself and others is yourself. And you have to be the one who has to find those opportunities. You have to be the one who has to be proactive and not reactive to these situations. Because at the end of the day, the person who is accountable for your own success is you. Not a college, not um, a job, not a dream job or dream high school, dream college, any of those things. So I would tell myself for sure to take a chill pill, relax. If you get in, um, if you don't get in, it'll be fine. You know, you are the one who's in charge of your success. And if you do get in, don't get too complacent because at the end of the day, even if you get to Yale, there's so much more ahead of you. And that's something that I realized now, especially entering my junior year. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something that I would tell myself. Wow. Can I say that you didn't only succeed in the challenge, but you crushed it, man. Nice one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. And, and obviously, I think those are really good advices. Just chill. And whatever happens, um, at the end of the day, once you submitted that application, it's out of your hands, so you can't do anything about it. And yeah, just don't worry, just chill. So yeah, you definitely nailed that challenge. And it was so great talking to you um, over the last 30 minutes. We learned a lot about you. I'm pretty sure um, my audience listening here really have so many great points that they can pick out uh, out of your advice and the values that you shared. Uh, throughout this podcast so just really like to thank you so much for being uh, willing to do this podcast with me no honestly thank you so much like this was honestly a great opportunity when you first reached out i was like this is a great opportunity to like help spread the message and i think what you're doing is very very great um and once you get big you know please don't forget about me um you know i'll be here in the sidelines rooting for you isaac Uh, but i think this podcast is an amazing thing and i'm very very grateful to have um had this conversation with you about these things it was very great self-reflective process as well for me 
Likewise, I really enjoyed talking with you and best of luck with your YouTube and best of luck with yeah your studies at Gale also and whatever endeavor uh, you do in the future. There's there's no doubt that you'll be successful in the future. So yeah. uh, the same for you. Good same luck with you. everything. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it was so great talking to you, Arnold. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you have a great day um, we're, when we're filming it because it's night here in Jakarta and. It's, <laughs> Yeah, morning. The dedication, the dedication that Isaac has, y'all. <laughs> That's it. Thank you so much. But anyway, thank you so much, Arnold, for shooting this episode together with me. Have a great day. Um, this is the Footprints Podcast signing out. Bye-bye, everyone. Goodbye.